0: not preaching on tithes and offerings today, but I got a question. What does tithe mean? Tenth. Tithe means tenth. That's this direct translation. Leviticus 27.30 says this, every tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the trees, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. We see in this scripture that the tithe, number one, is the Lord's. He says it's, it's the Lord's. And then we see that it's holy. So if it's the Lord's, we don't give tithes to the Lord, what do we do? We return tithes. Here you go, Lord. It's yours. We return it to you. And we see that it's holy. What, is ho- what does that mean, that the tithe is holy? It means it is, it is set apart. It is dedicated to. It is sacred. So we see that the tithe is holy. And we see that it's his. But let's look at another scripture that talks about what the Lord says is holy. And that he wants us to give to him. And then let's talk a little bit. And let's be honest with ourselves about whether or not we do this. So I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 20, uh, verses 8 through 11. And... uh, I'm I'm jumping kind of right into the front of the, not the very front of the Ten Commandments, but this is part of the Ten Commandments, okay? So verse 8, remember the Sabbath, capital S, the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath, capital S, to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Uh, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and then rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The word Sabbath, capital S, comes from the word Sabbath, lowercase s, which means rest. It means a a, a cease, an intermission, a, a pause. The Sabbath day, that capital S is directly translated from the Assyrian word that means a day of rest of heart. That's what it means. A day of rest of heart. I love that this word isn't translated as a day of rest of body. But it speaks to the resting of the soul. The resting of our heart, which which when the Bible talks about the heart, it's like the command center of our being. It's it's our soul. It's our mind, our will, our emotions. And the Sabbath is a resting of that. See, we, we rest at some point every night. for. Some of us, it's earlier. Eight, nine, I don't know. I mean, that's early. I, for some of us, it's crazy late. Three o'clock the other night, Kaden Sarper. But we, we, we rest our bodies. We lay our heads to rest every night. But that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about a resting of, of hearts. And it's, it's described as being holy. It's described as being sacred, set apart and dedicated to the Lord. I want to make something abundantly clear. Sabbath was made for us. We weren't made for the Sabbath. It's not the other way around. Sabbath was made for us. Sabbath is good. The, the, the invited rest of God in our lives is a gift. It's a blessing. It's interesting if you if you go to Exodus 20 and like read the Ten Commandments. Some of them are really short. You know, Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt. And then for the Sabbath, he has like four sentences and goes on and on and on about it. It's important. God made Sabbath for us and He commanded Sabbath for us for our good. God cares about our soul, and he wants us to thrive. And and quite often, I was going to say sometimes, quite often, we need a reminder of what's needed to thrive, of of what's needed to, to walk in that life abundant. Sacred biblical rest is meant to be set apart by us, And dedicated to the Lord. And we're supposed to obey this, this what? This recommendation? This suggestion? Is this one of the famous ten suggestions that they made the Charleston Heston movie about? The ten suggestions. Thou shalt not commit murder. I mean, I recommend you don't kill people. It's, I mean, take it or leave it. I probably don't. Probably don't kill people. Yeah, you'll figure it out. You, you know what's best for you. It's the Ten Commandments. It's a commandment of the Lord. I find it interesting that sometimes we're, we're, if we're honest, we're a little dense. And the Lord needs to kick it up a notch and say, hey, this is my commandment. And you can trust me in the results of this. And this is not for my good that I'm stating this. It's for your good. In in briefly talking about the tithe earlier, I wanted to make a key point. Just as it takes faith to tithe, it takes faith to rest. It, it takes faith to take a day off. I believe Sabbath and a day off, they're, they're different. I mean, o- on a day off, uh, I, I kind of get to choose. And sometimes I choose to mow the lawn. I actually like to mow the lawn. I like it a lot. I like the smell. I like the results. It's measurable. I love it. So on a day off, I like to mow the yard. I, I, I like to make progress on something. And even if it's kind of work, I like to go to the movies. It's a day off. I can do what I want. Now, on a Sabbath, I can still do something. I, I can could, I could still mow the yard if I wanted on a Sabbath. Uh, honestly, that's how much I enjoy mowing the yard. But there's a difference. Because on, on a Sabbath, on, on today, it, when we come into this place in worship, we're recognizing the Lord's commands to Sabbath. But there's an invitation into our rest. See, most of the time we just take rest and we put it on our own shoulders, right? It's on me. I'll take a nap if I'm tired. I'll go to bed early if it's a rough day, whatever. And we take rest upon ourselves. What we're doing on the Sabbath is saying, Lord, I am dependent upon you for the rest of my soul. I invite you into this Sabbath. I invite you into this rest as an act (laughs) An act of faith. I'm trusting you. The same faith that's needed to give 10% of your money to the Lord as a tithe is needed to give 14% of your time to the Lord in a rest. I think this is an area that we don't show that we don't show proper faith. You must plan to rest. You must fight for it. You must contend for it. Rest is on purpose. It's not an accident. But most of us treat rest as a suggestion. Right? As a recommendation. As an option. Oh, what can I do today? And it might be one of the things that we might choose. If we don't contend for it, we're going to miss it. And if we don't contend for it, we're going to miss out. Sometimes we go days, weeks, months, seasons without trusting the Lord for the rest of our souls. And when we do that, that falls right into the enemy's plans. That is, falls right into his plans. Did you know that and I started looking for it. I'm like, Lord, let me let me see in your scripture. Do you know that there's no indication that Satan nor the demons rest? In Job, Satan is described as going to and fro, back and forth, pacing. What is that an indication of? Anxiety. That's what the enemy wants for us. Anxiety, turmoil, assault. Just bound up, to and fro, back and forth, back and forth. So how do we ensure that our rest is holy? Right? Because it says, he says, it's holy unto me. Keep it holy. Make it holy. So how do we ensure that our rest is holy? And it's actually easy. We set it apart from the rest of our schedule. And we present it as a dedication to the Lord. We invite him into our rest. Does it have to be on Sunday? Nope. Does it have to be on Saturday? Nope. Does it have to be a whole day? Yeah, it should be. But here's the thing, we're not limited to a day. Yesterday I had a wonderful time of Sabbath where I invited the Lord into my rest. And there was a moment when I'm like, come here, Stella, and we're sitting outside And I lifted Stella, and I just cradled her like a baby, and I looked at the mountains because it was beautiful and it was gorgeous outside. And I held Stella and rubbed her tummy and looked at the mountains, and I'm like, oh, I'm loving this more than Stella is. (laughs) It was just restful. And what's funny is I was in the midst of working on my message, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to have a moment of Sabbath. I turned off my iPad, and I just just sat there and there was no wind and it was just beautiful i don't know how long it was it wasn't long but i say that to make this point our sabbath doesn't just have to be a day but the lord just as he's asking us to trust him with the tithe he is asking us to trust him with the sabbath and i i think we i think we stink at this for the most part i really think we stink Is God present in your rest? Is he present in your rest? I'm talking about when you're awake, your rest, your Sabbath, not, not your sleep. Is he present? Is there an acknowledgment? He, it, it, this, isn't, this doesn't have to be some big spiritual ritual, but there has to be an acknowledgment that, Jesus, you're the one that restores my soul. You're the one that restores my soul. And so I'm taking this dedicated time of rest, of Sabbath, so that you can restore my soul. When God is present in our rest, he's even more present in our work because it carries over, because it rolls over, because then we start our work With with a newness, we start our work with a joy and a health and a wholeness. But God has to be present in our rest. From a battle perspective, from a warring, from a brawling and fighting perspective, it's good to know what we're up against, right? It's good to know who our enemy is. And I don't care how nice you are and how sweet you are. You have an enemy who hates you and wants to see you destroyed wants to steal from you, and that's the devil. The devil wants you exhausted. He wants you assaulted with anxiety. And he wants you missing out on the blessings that come with following God's commands. Jesus flat out said it, I've come that you might have life and have it to the fullest that you might have abundant life, a rewarding life, a full and fulfilling life. And Satan wants you to forfeit that. And I'm telling you, friends, part of that is, that's exactly what takes place when we choose self-reliance, self-dependence, and to buy into the deception of we're just too busy to rest. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. I don't care how busy we are. If you emailed me this week, I apologize. But Monday, I went to a conference in Colorado Springs that I left late Monday. I guess it was Monday evening. Got there, spent the night. conference started that morning at New Life Church uh, called the Essential Church Learning Community. It was fantastic. It was wonderful. It was all day Tuesday and half the day Wednesday, and I drove back Wednesday. And I took inventory of what I needed to get done. And checking email didn't make the cut. I had things I had to have done before Sunday, so I didn't check email. That was a conscious decision. Now, it's a little daunting because at some point I'm going to have to check a lot of email. Um, But I had to choose what was best. Spending time with the Lord was best. Having a, a Sabbath with the Lord was best spending time in his word and working on this message and praying and asking God, what do you want to say to your people? That was best. I think sometimes we we, we think we're doing best when it comes to work and we're not. Just being able to stop and go, okay, I'm not done, but I'm done. I'm not done, but I'm done. It'll be here tomorrow. We have an enemy who despises and opposes a rested follower of Jesus. Did you hear that? He opposes and despises a rested follower of Jesus. The devil opposes rest. In 1 Peter 5, you know, I talked before about, you know, the book of Job and the description of the devil. 1 Peter 5 echoes this when Peter says that our adversary, the devil, he walks about seeking whom he may desire. In the book of Revelation, it confirms uh, the curse of no rest. In chapter 14, it says this, Revelation 14, 11, and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, these worshipers of the beast. No rest. Rest requires faith. Rest requires faith. Faith. Do you have faith enough to rest? Rest is a blessing and it's part of God's promise for his children. You know who was attacked when, when they tried to rest? When he tried to rest? Jesus. We see it all throughout Scripture. In, in Luke chapter 8... Verse 22, I'm reading, here's one of those instances. One day he got into a boat, Jesus got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let's go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. He was getting some rest. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling the, uh, with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him up, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. They went and woke him up. Sometimes we get, like, the wrong image of this. We think, like, ship where there's, like, a downstairs, like, where there's a downstairs. You can go downstairs and, like, uh, purser, you know, gopher is like, "Uh, Jesus, uh, uh, if I can interrupt. And it's got a glass window, you know, a circle glass window with, like, rope around it. And this cool knot on the bottom. Jesus, hey, let me. No. Like, here's the boat. And here's Jesus on one end in the midst of the storm water, and him just snoozing. And they're like, Jesus, wake up! You know what's interesting is when Jesus woke up and when he looked at his disciples like, don't you even know? Don't you know the authority that you get to walk in? Don't you know who's with you? Don't you know my Father's plan for my life? Therefore, my Father's plan for your life? And he said, peace, be still. And instantly, the water was still. Not like it gradually subsided. Instantly it was still. Instantly the, the, the wind was stilled. Instantly the clouds were gone. Instantly. And to realize that Jesus could have done that at any time. So why didn't he do that before the storm? Because he cares about the journey. He cares about the opportunity of faith in our lives. He could have stopped the storm at any time. He can stop the storm that's going on in your life at any time. So why doesn't he right now? Because there's so much to learn in clinging to the cross. There's so much to learn in calling out to Jesus. There's so much to learn in saying, I'm not the strong one you are, and I need you, and I need you now. I'm so dependent upon you. Friends, a lot of times our storms are way longer than they need to be because we refuse. To call on the name of Jesus. And so we go through these long storms, and he's like, Look who's in the boat with you. I can stop it at any time. We see Satan trying to disrupt Jesus twice in Matthew 14. We see in John chapter 6, Jesus trying to tuck away, trying to be alone. And it always says he, he wanted to be alone, he wanted to go to a desolate place, he wanted to go alone to pray. But there's distractions, the crowds, the needs. The, oftentimes the disciples. Mark chapter 6, verse 31. Jesus said, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. That coming and going. What what? behavior who is that indicative of it's a lack of rest even Jesus his command was come away by yourselves to a quiet place to a place free of people is what the desolate place was so i did something interesting this this week and it was awesome and i kind of resisted briefly but i yielded Quickly, I think, ish. I I go for a walk every day. I go for a 45-minute walk outside as part of a self-discipline plan that I'm doing. But I normally have my, my AirPods in. And I'm either listening to a podcast um, or an audible book. I mean, and usually they're Christian audible books. Um, and I went on this walk with total silence because I just wanted to be alone with the Lord, and I wanted to invite him into that rest. And if I wanted to invite him into that rest, I wanted to hear his voice and not another voice. So so honestly, you know what I heard? I heard the wind. I heard the crunching of the snow underneath my feet. And and I said, Lord, if you want to speak, I'm listening. And, I, and the Lord didn't speak anything to me, but he didn't have to, because the beauty of the silence on going for a walk with Jesus of inviting him into that moment of Sabbath was beautiful. Silence. Do you know that rest is always associated with promise in Scripture? It's a promise. As a child of God, it's a promise to us. We don't have to beg for it, we, it's ours. We just have to receive it. And Joshua one thirteen says, Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is providing you a what? A place of rest and will give you this land. The promised land was referred to as a place of rest. Friends, if the devil tried to prevent Jesus from resting, don't you think our enemy would do the same to us? Make rest. Invited rest. Sabbath rest. Dedicated rest. Make rest a non-negotiable in your life, so choose it as an act of your will, and then seal it in prayer. Lord, I choose this day to trust you, to trust you with 14% of my week as a Sabbath. Lord, with at least, with minimum, rather, with minimum of 14%. And I honestly, I think the tithe should be the same way. Lord, I trust you with a minimum of 10%. Lord, you can have it all. And same thing with our lives. Lord, it's yours. And I trust you with it. And then seal it in prayer. But Lord, you know me. And I know me, and I'm going to get busy, and I'm going to get distracted, and people are going to come around, and I think this is good, but it's not going to be best because taking this time with you is best. There's, there's some of y'all in this room. You guys have asked me, hey, can you get together this afternoon? I've got to blah blah, blah. or can you get together Tuesday afternoon? Or you've asked for, hey, do you have time for me at this time? And and there's many of you that have gotten this answer. I can't do it at that time, but I can do it at another time. And that's me contending for my Sabbath. Many times. We have to contend for it. We have to say no to distractions. We have to say no to fear. What if I don't get stuff done? We have to say no to guilt. If I'm not working, I'm not being a good steward of what the Lord's given me. He's given me a business. And I'm not being a good steward. He's giving me a great job. and Oh, I'd I'd feel lazy if I wasn't working. That's a lie. That's the enemy. (laughs) I'm getting worked up. I feel passionately about this. Many times we have to say no to people or other things in order to say yes to God. Rest is rewarding. Plain and simple. It's rewarding more rewarding than we may know. We have to model rest for others. Dads, you're modeling rest one way or another to your children. So how are, how are you modeling rest? If, if Let me put it another way. If your kids are, are watching you and following you as you model rest, What are they going to grow up to be and how are they going to treat rest and and Sabbath rest in the Lord based on your example? Moms, you're modeling rest one way or another. Either you're modeling to your kids that we contend and and fight for a Sabbath rest and we give it to the Lord. And And God is worth it and we're worth it. It's a blessing. It's a gift. And we're worthy of receiving that gift and walking in that. Or what we're modeling is, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. Maybe next week, maybe next month, maybe next year. Here's a, here's a, If I don't rest, then our eldership team won't rest. Is that a true statement? If I'm being a busybody, going to and fro and doing all this stuff, if I'm not modeling rest, I guarantee that my team isn't going to rest because they're going to look and they're going to say, well, I mean... <laughs> It must be a really busy season, and so, you know, Mark's not resting, so I'm just going to follow suit, whether they think about it or not. Church, if we as a pastoral team aren't resting, pretty good chance you're not resting. Is this thing on? Hello, one, two, check, baby, check, baby, hello. Ask yourself these questions and answer them. And if you need to take a picture of the screen, you can take a picture of the screen. If you need my notes, I can send you my notes. Number one, what keeps me from resting? Number two, how do I know if I'm rested? Number three, what intentional planning happens for my Sabbath? What keeps me from resting? Number one, what keeps me from resting? Busyness. Being busy, sometimes being ambitious, sometimes a lack of scheduling, wrong priorities, placing X above A. How do I know if I'm rested? You've got to do a, a self-examination. Only you can answer this. How do I know if I'm rested? Mark? Mark? When I'm compassionate, when I'm compassionate, that's a good indication that I'm rested. When I'm not compassionate, that's a red flag for me, Mark Harper, because it means I'm not rested. When when I have long, full laughs, I'm rested. When I just, (laughs) when I won't allow myself to engage in that big, full laughter, it's probably because I'm weary. When I'm quick to play, when I'm quick to joke, when I'm quick to celebrate, that's just me. But you've got to ask yourself, how do you know when you're rested? What are the signs when you go, ah, when I'm rested, I do this. When I'm not rested, I do that. Number three, what intentional planning happens for my Sabbath? Let me ask you guys a question. Do Do you map out your week? Do you you plan? Of course you plan. We all do to a certain extent. Meetings and appointments, meals and exercise, time in God's word and prayer time, church, school. We plan to some extent. We all plan. Are we planning rest into our schedule? Are we looking ahead going, you know what? May is always crazy busy. In the Harper House, there's always, there's high school graduations, and this year our girl's graduating, but there's, there's graduations, there's graduation parties, there's, you know, a ton of work to be done around the house and spring cleaning, and May for us is always super busy. When we have the preschool, you know, back in the day, Kara had a preschool, and there were end of year parties and programs, and May has always just been one of those busy months. So are we planning rest for the busy times? Let's just, uh, let's see how it unfolds. I can't plan it yet. I got, I don't, I got to see what the week looks like. Mark, you going to hang out with Kara this week? I don't know. I don't know. I got to see what the week looks like. It's a pretty busy week. It's a pretty busy week. Uh, probably, probably. I want to I, really want to. I really want to. I really want to. I really want to spend time with you. We'll see. But come on now. Don't we do that with the Lord? Don't we do that specifically with rest? And don't we treat it as as the great suggestion instead of as a commandment? What gets cut? When we're so busy, what gets cut? Rest. Rest in Jesus' time. Jesus' time gets cut when I'm super busy. I know I'm the only one. This is for me. This isn't for y'all. This isn't for y'all. This is for me. Maybe next week, Lord. I'm speaking from me as Mark, one of your pastors. I'm not speaking from the Lord because these might not be his words. But I'm just telling you, I think you're deceiving yourself if you're like, yeah, I spent 25 minutes with the Lord this morning. It was wonderful. Oh, yeah, when, how? Like, what time did you get up, watch the sunrise? Oh, no, on the way to work. There's not a nice drive on the way to work where we're giving the Lord ample affection. I had a wonderful date with Kara. 25-minute date on the way to work. It just sounds stupid, right? (laughs) Once again, that's me. That's not... (laughs) There needs to be intentional planning for our Sabbath. Byron, could you come up, please? Can we can we stand? And I want to I want to read 11 verses. I want to read 11 verses and, and it is beautiful. Um, it's I love Proverbs 3 and I love Proverbs 3 in any translation, but um something about Proverbs 3 in the Passion translation just really grabbed a hold of my heart. And so um can you really it's 11 verses. Eleven verses. Can you just lock in with me and hear these verses? Correction. Hear these words of an affectionate, loving God to you, the object of His affection, the the, the recipient and the object of His love, my child. I love it. It already starts with affection, my child. If you truly want a long and satisfying life, never forget the things that I've taught you. Follow closely every truth that I've given you. Then you will have a full, rewarding life. Hold on to loyal love. He's saying, cling to me, the most loyal love. And don't let go. And be faithful to all that you've been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written upon your heart. I want to pause right here. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would wipe clean, Lord, our hearts from the lies that have been spoken about busyness. Lord, would you write upon our hearts the truth of your love, your affection, your integrity that you are growing in us. That's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and men. You will gain the reputation of living life well. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own options. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your first fruits, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings From an uncontainable source of inner joy. And he closes with affection again. My child, when the Lord God speaks to you, never take his words lightly and never be upset when he corrects you. That's so good. That is so good. Gosh, I love it. Every one of these little segments. Can be the most incredible prayer I'm going to pray this This week and I'm going to patiently Verse 1 My child if you truly want a long and satisfying Life never forget the things that I've Taught you Lord I ask right now Lord God That I wouldn't forget the things that you've taught me Lord I desire to have a long and Satisfying life So Lord help me to remember Lord clear away the distractions I'm so easily Distracted Help me remember that was verse 1. That was verse 1. Verse 2, follow closely every truth that I've given you. Then you will have, and then pray it. 11 verses. If we took these 11 verses and incorporated it into a day of Sabbath, which for me, I think for most of us, if not all of us, today is a day of Sabbath, right? So when we leave here, man, let's just pray. These Let's read and and pray once again Proverbs 3 1-11 through 11, in the Passion if you have failed at prioritizing Sabbath at prioritizing Sabbath rest in your life at being the one who's holding the reins or holding the wheel and haven't shown the faith to trust Him with the day of rest then today is a day to make a change so make a change change your minds, metanoia repent change your mind, and then trust him to change your heart. But it starts with the changing of mind. Lord, we just invite you into this day of rest. Lord, we step into rest. We dedicate this time to you, for you. Declaring we need you. We pause Would we allow you to bring rest to our hearts and healing to our hearts and our souls, Lord God. We receive every bit of healing that you desire to give us as we walk in this act of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. I strongly encourage you guys. Please don't take this message lightly. This is legit. We need this. Our families need this. Our marriages need this. Our neighbors need this. And they need it as a display of faith in our lives. It glorifies God as much as anything we do to rest. Love you guys. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have an awesome day. I love you all. Enjoy this weather. Rest.